T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. If you don't want it today, then I don't know if you're ever going to want it. Talking about your Washington Commanders. Talking about the National Football League as football for real is underway in one of the more memorable opening days around the league. And quite frankly, one of the worst weekends in the history of place-kicking in the history of football, in both college and pro, this weekend, welcome inside another edition of Russell and Medhurst. We're inside our beautiful arena here in Southeast D.C., ready to take your calls at 301-230-0980 to get your reaction to game number one, Washington, looking adversity right in the grill and saying, get out of here, football devil, and coming from behind. And beating the Jacksonville Jaguars by a score of 28-22. Russell's on the other side of the board. Matt's inside the studio to our left. He's taking your calls. Say hi to him when you call in this morning at 301-230-0980. I'm Pete Medhurst. Great to have you aboard on a Monday morning. And Mr. Russell, football for real is here. We're actually talking about games that count. Guys don't play limited snaps. They play the whole time. And it's a good thing the game was 60 minutes yesterday. Washington needed all of them to finally subdue what we expected would be a pesky, improved Jacksonville Jaguars product. And quite frankly, it's a Jacksonville team that probably walks away from FedEx Field. Uh, very disappointed yesterday because victory was there uh, to be taken. And the Jaguars, as bad teams and bad cultures do, they just don't take victory when it's sitting right in front of them. And Give Carson Wentz a lot of credit. He looked adversity in the face yesterday and said, get out of here. I'm going to win the game, and he did. He did. Um, Am I on the right microphone? This doesn't sound right. You're fine. I got different headsets on, so I just wanted to make sure. Um, 
Maddie saved me out of the out of the emergency stash that he's got because your boy, as usual, had four thousand different things in his uh, travel bag that Willis Streets and Gigi gave, uh, gave me about a year ago. Which uh, I'm gonna unfortunately have to get a new one because the wheels are kind of falling apart right now. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I left my headsets at home, so it sounded a little different uh, at first. But thank you, Matt. Uh, Pete, um, I was at that game yesterday. Um, the best thing that I can say is ev- almost everything we talked about last week outside of bad special teams reared its form in in, in some way or another, mm-hmm. good and bad, right? We're going to get into all the X's and O's, the details, all that. Jay Gruden's going to join us at 10 o'clock former head coach of the Washington Redskins, uh, and, of course, now a Los Angeles Rams consultant uh, with Sean McVay. So we will get further into that as we go along and, of course, take your calls. But I was at that game yesterday, and there was clearly a time where you thought, oh, man, this is everything that you feared about Carson Wentz. Oh, boy, here we go. This is going to be a long, sucky week. And there's a very real chance that they could be 0-2 coming out of Jacksonville and Detroit. And just like, boom, that. You know what they did, Pete? You know what they did? They snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. And they... (laughs) (laughs) They took command! The hell are they those did. did they give those away at the game yesterday? <laughs> well, I think so, yes. Oh my god. I, I kind of took a couple on my way up the uh up the ramp. They took command, baby! <laughs> One and oh! Victory freaking Monday! How about that? How do you like them apples? You guys are unbelievable. For for those since we don't have a video <laughs> element to this show yet. Russell and Matt are holding up these signs. You pull these things straight out, these two handles straight out, and it says, take command. Oh, my God. I mean, was that not the – I told you that would be a good setup, and we freaking nailed it. I mean, we, we planned this while you were over hanging out in the other control room. I said, Matt, I said, I got you something. I said, you know, you want one of these? And, and he said, oh, yeah, definitely. And I said, you know. Maybe we could just make Pete laugh, chuckle a little. Just a little Monday morning chuckle. When we set it up right, and I love when we do show bits, and it absolutely hits. Um, But anyway, on a serious note. I didn't see anybody holding those up at the game yesterday. You didn't? Oh, my gosh. They were all over the place, especially when the game really got close, like, you know, or or uh, exciting late in the fourth quarter. They were all over the place in the lower bowl. Now, I don't know what happened in the club seats and, and the upper bowl. We'll get into all that. Uh, by the way, your boy predicted over and over again, 58,000 was the announced crowd or mm-hmm. the ticket sold. <clears throat> you want to know what the total paid attendance was? Well, you remember that, right? I said fifty-eight k. They announced fifty-eight yeah. and change. Fifty-eight one ninety-two. How about that for a prediction? Lowest, lowest home crowd of any stadium in the NFL yesterday. But you know that what? Group was that's, loud. Still, that's still six thousand more than what they were getting last year. Yeah, I know. I, I, assuming that that figure is correct. I don't think there was fifty-eight in the stadium because the upper deck was a little that's light. Fine. That's fine. But who cares? The people that were there were loud. They were into the game. They were certainly into it in the first half when Washington was playing great football. And remember, and we talk about how bad the stadium is and all that other stuff. People forget RFK was a dump, but it was our dump. 
because the team was great. Everybody cheered. The place always went crazy when you won. And the same thing can happen here. You know, RFK held 55,000-plus, and, and when, when the team was winning, people went crazy. And, and, and the same thing can happen if you win. We talk about all the, this ancillary bull crap. Look, if this team wins like they did yesterday, playing a more exciting brand of football, then people are going to – those 55, 58,000 people that are going to be showing up are, are actually going to be making noise and, and giving Washington some semblance of no, an no. environment and an atmosphere which has been absent from that stadium for quite some time. Here's the thing, though, that I will point out that is be, – be ever. I think everybody heard the crowd and, and got excited and said, oh, okay, the crowd sounds pretty good. I, I guess it translated well on TV. I said – uh, David Harrison, my uh, my Locked On Commanders podcast partner, uh, who was with me at the game, and we, we went up to uh, go see some friends. Um, shout out uh, to uh, Izzy Mania, uh, who is a diehard Commanders fan and travel uh, training to be a professional wrestling uh, superstar, and she's in the media, and she does all sorts of uh, wrestling stuff, and she's awesome. Uh, I met her uh, and her parents, Cody and Jenny, and they are big fans of this show. They listened. Uh, they told me every morning, and I, I've known that, but they listen on the Odyssey app down in Sanford, Florida, which is where they live. They drove up for the game. they driving back now, so they might be listening. Uh, shout out to them because uh, they're wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. So me and David went up to go see them, and we came back through from the club seats down to the main concourse, and it was mobbed. And I usually am not in that area at that time, but it was not only mobbed. And we're again, we're going to get into all the th- the X's and O's that happened. We're going to take your call. Just give, give us a second here. Not only was it mob people, but it felt different. It felt like there was a different level of energy than I had sensed even last year when the crowd was back in it. And I thought the crowd was good in the lower bowl for the Chargers opener last year until they were immediately silenced by a just shove it down your throat Los Angeles Chargers opening drive which always seems to happen against this team and yesterday it wasn't going very well quite honestly they gave up a field goal on the opening drive it should have been a touchdown we'll get into again that uh, in a second but I I said to David at noon uh, I'm sorry it was a little bit afternoon it was about 12 maybe yeah about 12:25 when we walked back in after being in the club level, after being on the main concourse, and then heading back up to the press box level, which is kind of in the middle, I said, David, I said, there's something about this crowd. There's an energy that I don't, I, I haven't seen in a while. And that was a half an hour plus before the game. And right away, I noticed it, and it was sustained throughout the game. Now, there were times, of course, as the commanders did everything they could to give away that game and then some and had Hershey squirts in their uh, in their drawers uh, on offense and defense from the middle of the second quarter basically until the early fourth quarter. There were times where the crowd wasn't as into it as, you know, as they were on the first two drives and certainly the better part of the fourth quarter. But, Pete, that was a loud – I don't know – again, I, to your point, I don't know what the actual number in attendance was. I mean, the team only announces paid attendance, which is what all teams do. It's not like the commanders are the only team to do this. 58,192 sounded – sounded like – sounded like the old days and sounded like 70,000 to me. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how it translated on TV, but, but Chris, people I mean, said the people that have been in the past, uh, in the last couple of years have had nothing to cheer about. I know. Yesterday, I know. again, as, as and look, we talked about how Ron 
even admitted this. We got to play a better brand of football. We got to play a more exciting brand of football. They did that yesterday. Mm-hmm. The things that we analyzed: Carson Wentz hitting Terry McLaurin in stride. Mm-hmm. There's not there's not many quarterbacks in the, in the National Football no. League that make that throw. No. Okay. The drafting of Jahan Dotson. Okay. All of you schmucks out there that ripped the team, saying, "Oh, this is the 44th or 50th best player in the draft. They shouldn't have taken him at 16." Well, that young fellow looked like a top five pick yesterday. Okay, that catch he made for the go-ahead touchdown, that's a big-time grab. That's an elite. That's an elite grab right there by Jahan Dotson to win that football game yesterday for the Washington Commanders. So, again, if there's a guy on your board that you like, you have that high, who cares what all of these people that put up draft stuff and copy off of each other you know, think. Okay? <laughs> Draft your guy. Ron and Martin Mayhew did that. And Jahan Dotson played like the number 16 pick in the draft yesterday. When it was time for the money, he went and got the money for the Washington Commanders. And that's all that matters. And I'm telling you, knock on wood, whatever the – yeah, this is wood. I can feel it underneath the board here. Uh, particle board, whatever the hell it is. Dude, if they keep these three wide receivers healthy, and Scott Turner probably just scratching the surface of – what worked, what didn't work, what he can do, what he doesn't want to do, you know, with Carson Wentz and this offense. Dude, I mean, this group's got potential every week to to score 25 to 30 points. Unfortunately, I think they're going to have to score 25 to 30 points against most decent NFL offenses, though, based on the way this game went yesterday. And that's okay. You're much better equipped now to do this with the depth of talent that you have adding Dotson, adding a healthy Samuel to this offense. Now, we saw that we saw the benefits of that yesterday because it enabled you to come back and win this football game that, Chris, I'm telling you, the last 10 years, this team loses that game. They lose that game. After Jacksonville comes back and finds – look, Jacksonville refused to take the lead through 40 minutes of this game. Washington just kept daring Jacksonville. Hey, we're not going to cover Travis ATN. Here, Trevor, hit him just like you did at Clemson. Oh, shucks. You overthrew him. Oh, shucks. ATN with a drop. I mean, Jacksonville refused to take the lead until finally they had no choice but to take the lead in the fourth quarter uh, of the game. But the biggest point was is when adversity struck, we weren't talking to Ron after the game about a frustrating L and how you gave a game away. They answered the call. (laughs) What did they do? What did they do? I swear to God, I wish we had this show on Facebook Live or something. What what did they do? My guy Joe Maloney would be thrilled at at this bit that I'm doing here. They took command. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Joe, get me a black black, uh, W hat, by the way. Um, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean. But isn't that. Look, okay, but wait a minute, though. Isn't that the thing, though? Yeah, they took. I, it's it's Carson Wentz's inability last last yeah. year against Jacksonville. He didn't take command of the game against what should have been an outmanned opponent. Yep. And he did yesterday. Well, so, so there's so many things to unpack here. And obviously, again, we're going to unpack everything. But I, I got to be honest with you. Like, um, you know, the roller coaster. Remember last week when we did the one word expression mm-hmm. for how we think. And I said roller coaster, and that would describe Carson Wentz and the Commanders as a team yesterday. I think pretty perfectly, right? I mean, 
First two opening drives, they kick ass. They haven't done that. I, I think uh, they hadn't scored on an, a, a touchdown on an opening drive, I think, since Clinton Portis's big run to start the Joe Gibbs part blech, era. Okay, and they hadn't scored. I think on the uh, scored touchdowns on the first two opening drives in game one of a season, I believe, since like uh, like 1996 or something like that. It was crazy. Uh, I'll get you the exact numbers uh, coming up. But then all of a sudden, with kind of starting with the Curtis Samuel fumble uh, late in the second quarter, and on both sides of the ball, offense and defense, they literally went into a hibernation period, a slumber that I wasn't sure they were going to get out of. But, Pete, the one thing that stood out to me, as ugly as it was at times, I kept thinking, and I'm sure you were thinking, well, I, I shouldn't say I'm sure, I'm guessing you were thinking, and I'm guessing a lot of Commanders fans were thinking the same exact thing, was... They haven't had the ability to overcome the amount of mistakes that they made yesterday, and there were plenty. And you're absolutely right. The Jaguars should have scored at least 11, if not 14 more points. They killed themselves yesterday. But they haven't had the ability that they had, no matter what Dr. Sabah is going to call and say, uh, at 301-230-0980, they have not had the ability to do what they did ultimately yesterday since Kirk Cousins left. And even Kirk wasn't great at that. Now, Kirk had obviously the huge, you like that comeback about against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll talk to Jay Gruden. He was the head coach of that particular game in week five when Jay, I think, called it a code red and all that in 2015. Uh, well, you, they have not had that ability since Kirk was here. Uh, not that Kirk always did that, but Kirk had the ability and did do that a couple of times. I'm sorry, Alex Smith had no ability to do that. I'm sorry, Kyle Allen, Case Keenum, uh, 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 you know, um, uh, help me out, the late Dwayne Haskins. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I have to include him in the mix. Uh, obviously, Taylor Heineke. Um, uh what other jabroni quarterback am I Josh missing? Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. Name them all. List them all. None of them. None of them. None of them had the ability to do what Carson Wentz has the ability to do, Pete, and what he actually did yesterday. Now, he got a lot of help. I mean, that I, I was wrong. From the, my vantage point in the end zone, and, and I, I guess I just saw it wrong, I didn't realize that Jahan made the kind of catch that he made. I thought actually live, for whatever reason, I didn't see a replay. The first touchdown catch was more difficult than the second one. But watching it back on replay after the game and last night and again this morning just to make sure I saw the right thing, no, that that, that was a pretty damn good catch by Jahan Dotson. I mean, both were fun, great. Both were everything you would want. I thought it was a better throw by Carson Wentz live than it actually was. But still, you get it over a corner in tight coverage in the middle back part of the end zone along the along the the um, the sideline, and you get it where it needs to be so that it can't be intercepted, I guess, and where Jahan can make a play. And then it's up to Jahan to complete the play, and Jahan not only completed the play, he slayed the freaking play. Okay? And again, We've talked all offseason. The offense should be better. The offense could score 26 points. So offense should do this. <laughs> offense has the ability. But they didn't even have two, a couple of their weapons. They were shuttling in offensive linemen because Wes Schweitzer 
and Andrew Norwell got hurt. Antonio Gibson getting IVs. Holy crap, the world was falling upon them. Carson Wentz was throwing ugly ducklings. The world, I mean, I was I, I was like, oh my God, this week is going to suck. This, this is everything I can't stand about Carson Wentz. And here we are on a victory Monday because not only does he have the ability to do it, but he actually did it. Yeah, and just like I thought your word hit roller coaster for him, my word hit as well, redemption. He totally redeemed himself. Mm-hmm. Against know. the Jaguars or, in, yeah. or, totally or, or for everyone. Totally redeemed himself yesterday after throwing. Look, he's going to go back and look at the Trayvon Walker interception mm-hmm. because as soon as I saw the replay, I was like, where the hell is he throwing that football? Yeah. There's he, nobody there for the he, Washington Commanders. Right, but he said he didn't see Trayvon Walker. But, but you're right. It was a it was a sea of teal, okay? It was a sea of teal. You know what? Tom Brady made a similar throw, sort of, to like that. I mean, not exactly similar, but he, on his interception, he didn't see the goes linebacker to, dropping It out. goes back to when you run those plays against air. Yeah. There's always a guy there. Mm-hmm. When you ran it yesterday and your guy gets wiped out in the wash of all the players, and there's nobody there and you throw it anyway, you get what you had. And on the other interception, of course, he just basically had a megaphone out there going, I'm throwing this out route right over here. Look, right here. I'm throwing it right here. And he threw it inside and it got intercepted. So uh, that those the, the great thing about the two interceptions is those are easy, correctable things. Um, and hopefully Scott Turner and Ken Zampezi and look Carson knows. I mean he doesn't need a coach to tell. Him, well, you shouldn't have made that throw there, Carson. We got to throw that ball outside. But the biggest thing was they overcame adversity because in the previous years we'd be talking about how they gave that game away after the early euphoria of a fourteen to three lead. Great storylines around the league. There were some spectacular games. Unfortunately, spectacular injuries. We'll get you up to date on all of that and. Get your calls here on the euphoria of a season opening win. And look, they got the first. You can't go 2 0 unless you go 1 0 first. And now they take on the Detroit Lions coming up on the road this weekend. The euphoria and a victory Monday. We're talking about it right now. 301 230 0980. And of course, we're streaming live for free right here on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Nothing like a victory, Motown Monday. Great to have you with us, 301-230-0980. We love life, and we love life when football is played well. 
and we celebrate when the team wins. As the Commanders did yesterday, after looking like they were going to run Jacksonville out of the building, maybe if Samuel doesn't fumble, maybe they do. Who knows? But eventually, the final result is a W. And, Chris, we had some – I mean, the great thing about pro football is it was a great day, not only here, but outside of some kicking wackiness around the mm-hmm. league. I mean, we had some dramatic finishes in a lot of places yesterday, and we also had some reminders – of how great players and great teams are just that, great players and great teams, i.e. the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. yesterday. Well, and, and bad players and, and bad teams, too, yeah. quite honestly, and teams that that way, 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 way disappointed, i.e. the Arizona Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury. San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers. How about the Cincinnati Bengals? The def- I, And I know they came back, but they right. – they, and now – Again, I didn't get to see any of it because I'm at FedEx Field and then even post-game. You know, we're in the locker room, we're doing podcasts, whatever. So I got to see very little bits and pieces. I did get to see a bunch of the uh, Dallas-Tampa game. We'll get to that in a sec. Um, But you, Joe Burrow and the Bengals turned the ball over four times in the first half and still had 14,000 chances to win that game and couldn't at home. Yesterday, what did Cincinnati, Green Bay – have in common, what happens? Their quarterbacks don't play. Matt Stafford on Thursday night, the Rams, what happens? Their quarterbacks don't play in the preseason. Wait, wait, wait. I, I thought everybody's told me that you don't have to play I'm in the preseason. Just, now, but the retort to that is, after getting blown out 38-3 in the opener last year, Green Bay went on to become uh, win 13 fair. of the next 15. That is fair. But – Three teams that didn't have a lot of guys play in the preseason looked a little rough yesterday. So, basically, they punted their first game because, you know, these guys really didn't get a whole lot of work through the the first portion of the preseason. So, they're just kind of getting their legs under them. What was interesting yesterday, uh, the biggest news injury-wise, Dak Prescott, thumb, fracture, surgery, six to eight weeks minimum for the Cowboys, which means he misses the first Washington game which means Washington catches a break there. They'll see Cooper Rush. Until they sign the Cowboys' Robert Griffin III out of retirement. Hey, man, he's available. He He's available. He's working out. He was working out at 5 o'clock this morning, so he's <laughs> there's, available. There's no doubt that Robert is but, available. He's but, made that clear. But the fact is, you're going to catch a break now with Dallas being without Dak on the road. Mm-hmm. So that opens mm-hmm. up a door for you mm-hmm. in terms of this division and, and a, a conference that may not have been there for you because the Cowboys with Dak are favored in that game. Without him, Washington's going to be the favorite in that game more than likely, and you've got a shot to go into Dallas and get a road win that is not quite as difficult a task as it was going to be if four was playing for the Cowboys. Now, a couple of things here. Okay, that's the biggest story, but Dallas was going to lose that game whether Dak got hurt or right, not. Right, they weren't playing well anyway. They were awful Outside of last Parsons. night. Their defense, their defense should have sued. Their defense was playing and keeping them in the game and holding the Bucks to field goals. Parsons was Absolutely. all over the place. Absolutely. But their offense was dreadful terrible. last night. Now, again, they didn't have Michael Gallup, right? They, of course, lost Amari Cooper in the offseason. Uh, who else didn't they have? They were missing uh, oh, Tyron Smith, obviously. But here's the, here, here's the problem. Worst, worst case scenario, not only do you get drubbed last night, ultimately, and look really sloppy doing it, you lose Dak for six to eight weeks. And again, that's six to eight weeks 
you know, that that's just an estimate. Remember, Russell Wilson was expected to be gone for like four to six weeks and came back after two weeks last year. I'm not saying that's exactly the same thing, but you know, guys can come back very quickly, but Russell Wilson, and I think he would admit it, and we saw it here live in person at FedEx Field when he came back, even though he was medically cleared and he was able to throw a football, he was not the same. So you don't know how long it's going to take Dak to get back to being whatever Dak Prescott is at his very best. The Cowboys are completely screwed. Uh, we'll get more into them, obviously, as we go throughout the week. Um because that is, of course, a big picture. But on top of that, they also lost Connor McGovern, one of their uh, who's who's I think their starting left guard, right? Um, b- being that they had to switch the kid from mm-hmm. Tulsa over to left tackle, and again, Jason Peters, I'm sure, will be ready to play. I'm guessing next Sunday against the Bengals. I don't know. I, I'm I, he was there last night. I, I'm thinking he'll be he'll be ready to go next Sunday, but maybe they'll need another week. But they've already lost Tyron Smith basically for the year. Dak Prescott, six to eight weeks minimum probably. Connor McGovern got banged out. He's going to miss, I think, a couple of weeks. And then I think Jaron Curse also, one of their safeties, got hurt last night as well. Um, and I don't know the timeline on him, but all of these reports overnight and late night after Jerry and Mike McCarthy talked and the reporters sorted through everything, the Cowboys not only lost a game yesterday to a team that's better than them, and I don't think anybody disputed that. They lost a game at home. They looked sloppy. They looked disorganized. They took 10 penalties. They looked unprepared. They looked lazy. Uh, Mike McCarthy's going to get fired maybe, maybe, Maybe by week four. I don't know. The Dak injury probably takes that out of the equation. Perhaps. Um, We'll see how patient Jerry is. But the Cowboys, the Cowboys are in deep doo-doo. I mean, they are streaming up, you know, they are swimming up the, the, the you know, well, you know, I just screw up every adage in the, in the but world. But, you know, I mean, look, you know, it, not only that, but. They're without a, a you know, a, a paddle. Uh, yeah, I mean, up the creek without yeah, a paddle. Yeah, up the creek without a paddle. Sure, that thing. Um, I, I mean, they just, I, like, literally, we, like, the commanders have all sorts of injuries, right? And we're going to get to that, too. But, like, the Cowboys don't have their quarterback, their left tackle, their left guard, um, their uh, wide receiver two, wide receiver two, wide receiver one from I guess from one from last year. I mean, you want to call Amari Cooper one from last year, and maybe possibly their starting safety. I mean, woo, not good for the Dallas. Thank goodness, thank goodness, your boy, the crowing rooster, Barry Horowitz style, did not pick them to make the playoffs. The bigger thing too, the another big injury yesterday, T.J. Watt uh, for the Steelers. Uh, with a torn peck, it looks like. So he's probably going to miss some time yep. uh, for Pittsburgh. So uh, we'll get to uh, some of the uh, injury news with Washington. Clearly yesterday uh, there was some cause for some concern uh, for Fedarian Mathis, who obviously had to be carted off yesterday. And late in the game, John Allen um, you know, had an injury. Uh, he, was, he ended up walking off the field uh, on that final possession. Right. Um, but uh, it certainly would appear to be better news on him. As, yeah. uh, he told some folks that he's going to be okay. So that's the good news there because John Allen was a dominant football player uh, for Washington Does yesterday. Does not sound good on Mathis, though. No, that, and that, that sucks. Um, yeah. you know, but, I mean, again, in the trenches, that's what happens all the time. We see those types of injuries. Tampa had another one. Donovan Smith got hurt last night, ends up uh, some kind of an arm injury. Yeah. 
So they went to their backup tackle. Oh. Dan Quinn immediately put Michael Parsons over on the backup tackle, and he sacked Tom Brady. Makes all the sense of the world, yeah. right? But, I mean, I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are missing basically – I mean, if Donovan Smith's got to miss some time, he's missing like four-fifths of their offensive line right. from last year, which has been you know so good for Tom Brady, and clearly that's going to have an effect. Oh, by the way, Chris Godwin got hurt again hamstring. last night. Hamstring. I mean, you never know with a hamstring, whether it's a mild, whether it's a moderate, whatever. I mean, that could be anywhere from – like a week to, I don't know, six, seven, eight weeks, whatever it might be. And he looked good last night coming back. Um, you know, listen, uh, we'll obviously get more into the NFL as we go throughout the week because it was a crazy week one. Um, but but you, when when the schedule came out and you said Washington and Jacksonville, nobody sat there and thought, oh, this game's going to be part of that crazy wildness, you know, this game is going to be part of that early window that everybody's going to go, wow, did you see that? Did you see? Oh, my gosh. And there were so many things that we haven't even touched on yet about yesterday's game, Pete, that fit into that bizarre, crazy 1 o'clock window thing that everybody's buzzing about. Oh, my God, the NFL's back. And it wasn't all pretty, like you kind of mentioned. Uh, there was some wackiness with kickers. There were turnovers left and right uh, from, you know, veteran quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, all that. But this is part of the NFL. Like, literally, nothing that happened yesterday is going to hold up over the course of the year, I don't think. Well, maybe one or two things might. But, I, again, don't make referendums after one week. The one thing that I will say that I, I – turning this back to the commanders, the one thing that I will say, I, I do believe – that this is going to be more than just Carson Wentz. With this team, this is going to be the ultimate thrill ride. I do not think we are going to be bored in any way, shape, or form with the Commanders like many of us have been bored for so long. I do not think that this is going to be anything other than up and down all season long, every game. I'd be mildly surprised if we ever walk in here on a Monday or – I guess a Tuesday or Friday, you know, the occasional Tuesday, Friday, Monday night football, so on and so forth, Pete, and we're going, yeah, that was a boring game. That was, oh. Well, I mean, even yeah. look. I mean, even Buffalo had a nine-six game versus yeah, Jacksonville last I know. year. But and you also, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and to their credit, we told you last week that you were going to see a much improved Jaguars team, and if they execute a little bit oh. better, they score even more. You can see Doug Peterson's influence already on that team. Uh, you got you 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 saw what they liked about Walker. They've already got Josh Allen on that defensive yep. side. Devin Lloyd already playing for them. Their first rounder at linebacker. Uh, Kirk made an impact. Atn certainly because he didn't play last year because of the knee injury. Mm -hmm. uh, he's ready to make an impact. So we told you that was going to be an improved club, and they certainly did. You know what they don't have? A good enough offensive offensive line, right? And and, and right I, I, again, not going to make a a a sweeping judgment. I wasn't like goo goo gaga over Trevor Lawrence coming out of Clemson like everyone else was but I'm hard on quarterbacks like I see all their imperfections like you know I I I've, I've said over and over again I didn't love Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State cuz I I watched him against Northwestern I watched him against Michigan I watched him against another really good defense he was terrible right so I I I'll admit I'm tough on quarterbacks coming out while everyone is 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 uh, on their knees and slurping up these quarterbacks uh mm -hmm. like to no 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 end everybody just loves these guys same thing for Trevor guess what the Trevor Lawrence I saw yesterday Pete he made some plays 
I'm not saying he didn't make some plays. I mean, him and Christian Kirk on crossing routes, we saw it time and time again. You mentioned Etienne. I understand he was victimized by Etienne's drop. I understand that he was victimized by a couple of other things that went wrong. There were plenty of times where Trevor Lawrence victimized himself, including yeah. on that opening drive when he right. overthrew Etienne in yep. the end zone on a wheel route who had absolutely smacked Jamin Davis. Yeah, I mean, that was a problem all day uh, yesterday. We'll get to that. We got uh, plenty of time to get to it. We're going to get to you next, 301-230-0980, as the Commanders win the season opener by a count of 28-22, to headed to Detroit for a matchup with the Lions coming up next week your phone calls are next right now the rooster tells us what's trending all right indeed it is a victory monday in the dmv the cap uh the (laughs) the commanders almost said the capitals not used to the commanders winning 28 22 over the jacksonville jaguars uh, at fedex field a enthusiastic 58,000 plus on hand and one of the more wild games you're going to see certainly the theme of a week one nfl sunday carson wentz in his commander's debut not perfect but good enough 27 to 41 313 um a four-touchdown, two-interception performance. Wentz and the Commanders going to Detroit, who lost 38-35 and come from behind fashion to the Philadelphia Eagles. The NFC East, as a matter of fact, with that Eagles win uh, and the Giants' surprise win on the road in Nashville at the buzzer, uh, all 1-0, but the Cowboys... 0-1, as we just talked about, Dak Prescott, thumb surgery likely today, out six to eight weeks. Nationals get swept in Philadelphia over the weekend. They come home tomorrow night to take on the Orioles in a battle of the beltways, and that's what's trending. Three one two three zero zero nine eighty. Russell and Medhurst with you till noon. Jay Gruden, top of the hour. Let's get to the phones. Start things off. Line one. Our man Paulie is down in the seven five seven. What's up, Paulie? Hey, up to the W, man. Amen, brother. What's going on, my guys, man? Russell, Who's Russell's you? too busy down the hallway trying to get on one zero six seven the fan. But I'm here to talk to you. So go ahead. Uh, oh, see, that's how you do, bro. That's how you do, bro. You always tra- just uh, what they call it, trying to keep up with the Joneses, man. Yeah, that's why he ain't invited to the cookout. You know what I mean? Hey, good win yesterday, man. Game one. You know what I mean? It, you know, it's the first game. You know what I mean? So as long as we came out on top, like you said earlier, or because of P, everything is correctable. The things that happened that was wrong. I'm mad Rufio's not here because I wanted to ask him. You know, I haven't heard. You know, he he belly moaned and belly ached for for three weeks about Al Bellamy, Ron Rivera, Curtis Samuels. I guess that ramp-up thing worked pretty well. I mean, you know? look, Paulie, you know as well as I do, and he's not the only you know media member that's like this or sports talk show host that's like this. You know, sometimes you get on a tangent, you keep banging on it, and you keep banging on it. And, look, the guy's injury, it's not like he was coming back from a torn ACL or a shredded knee like Chase Young. You know, he's coming back from a groin injury. So, you know, most guys are able to shrug that off and come back. And, look, you can you can debate whether the training staff is doing it the right way or the wrong way. We're not trainers. Hey. We're not strength and conditioning hey. people. We don't know what the hey. hell they're doing, you know. 
Listen, don't try to don't try to cover for Rubio, man. I'm not. I'm, let, I'm, 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 I'm doing just have to hey, cover for me. Paulie, I'm doing just the go. opposite. There you go. You wouldn't let it go. You wouldn't let it go for three weeks. And and I think the man and Al Bellamy and Ron Rivera earned some type of apology from you, man. Because it looked like Curtis Samuel was healthy to me. It looked like the ramping up thing worked to me. Yeah, guess you know what, what Paulie? I, mean? I was wrong. It ain't the last first time. It Thank ain't the you. last time I was Thank wrong. You. They knew what they Thank were doing. You. For now, Thank he's you. healthy. And he was juking people out of their jockstrap yesterday in the first half some, until the fumble. I got some unsung heroes, man. Logan Thomas, man, warrior, man, unsung hero. I mean, you notice uh, uh, Scott Turner took a little bit to adjust, took a while to adjust to how Jacksonville was just sitting on everything up front early. It wasn't until they started hitting Logan Thomas in the middle of the field that opened up the field for them, man. Logan Thomas, unsung hero. Deron Payne, man. Deron Payne played a, a very good game yesterday. You know, had pressure on the quarterback, sacks, had a couple key batted down passes, man. Deron Payne, uh, hey, 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 let's give a commander salute to uh, um, um, my man Gibson, man. It would have been real easy for Gibson to, uh, you know, just pack it up and kind of see the writing on the wall for him, especially early on where he wasn't getting a lot of touches, man. But he was a weapon out of the backfield. He ran the ball hard and tough. You actually see him covering the ball with two hands coming through the hole. You know what I mean? Pause. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, man. Tonyo Gibson. Hey, hey, look, man. What we gonna do? What we gonna do when Cam Curl come back? Cause Cam Curl need to play, but Derek Forrest need to be on that field too. Bobby McCain better start making some plays out there, because what I see from Derek Forrest yesterday, I'm not necessarily gonna just sit that man on the bench right. because you know another guy coming back healthy. That that guy was a factor out there, man. He played with a lot of enthusiasm. He brought the wood with him. Pause. You know what I mean? He played smart in the secondary. He was he was he was solid in coverage. I mean, I haven't seen none of that from Bobby McCain out there. Yep. So, to, to your point, so that might th- that bench. might be the two be- the the best two safety traditional, you know, two safety look. And again, it's different, obviously, when we're Buffalo nickel. It might be, might be. And again, we don't want to overreact. Defoe and Cam Curl when Cam Curl is healthy. Uh, but here, here's for, the here's the benefit, right? They, they don't have, hang on. They don't have to rush Cam Curl back because of the way Forrest played yesterday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. One more thing, because I know I got a, a slew of other callers behind me. One more thing, man. Another commander salute to John Macros. Once again, shuffling guys in and out of there. And that line, it, it, it was just, just did what it's supposed to do, like like it's been doing since he's been here. So salute to him. Salute to Carson Wentz. I don't want to hear this. He ain't, he's mentally soft. He's mentally challenged. I mean, he had two horrible back-to-back picks and came back like the gunslinger he is. So, hey, man, Victory Monday. We can talk about all the criticism and all that on Tuesday and Wednesday. Today is a celebration. Hail to the W. F you, Rufio. Paulie, <laughs> right. thanks. Let's get Thumbs some, down to Pauly. Let's get Saban here before we have Jay Gruden coming up top of the hour. Go ahead, Saban. Hey, guys. I kind of was missing the conversation earlier today because I had to get some uh, – had to be in work so early this morning at 7. But I'm so happy for the win. I thought the um, offensive line was great. Uh, gave Carson Wentz plenty of time to throw. I love the weapons. Uh, Samuels, I couldn't believe the stop-go, misdirection – uh, that guy's pretty quick and uh, hard to, to guard. And obviously Terry is Terry, and um, that Dotson guy is great. And I thought the pass, 
you know, after Wentz was inaccurate, a lot of throws and the, the interceptions, I thought that throw he threw to Dobson, uh, the last touchdown pass, reminded me of the one that Taylor threw in uh, Atlanta. You know, kind of risky, but you got to give your guy a chance to make a play. And so I love that uh, about him that he did that. And I thought the defense got away with playing against a quarterback who should not be a starter in this league. I don't know what's up with that Lawrence dude, but he missed everybody. And, um, you know, we should have been uh, down uh, the first two um, drives. Uh, they should have scored 14. Mm-hmm. I mean, so um, I think it's going to be like 2020, where the defense is going to look good against bad quarterbacks. But if we can score 28 points every game, we're going to win about 13 of these things now. Let's hope That's so. That's I got. Appreciate, Sabah, appreciate you, it. Sabah. I mean, look, it's going to – they're going to have to get 25-plus, I think, each game right now. A, the league is just too good, yeah. uh, quite frankly. The league is just too good to just, you know, unless the weather like you had in Chicago yesterday. What's crazy is the league scoring last year, uh, sorry to jump in on you, was down like a point and a point half and from half, yeah. 2020, right. roughly. Now, I don't know if that's because of terrible special teams, which is, again, Could. synonymous across the board. And, again, what, what did I talk about all last week? How worried I was about the special teams for the Commanders? It was fine yesterday. Fine. They did a good job on Agnew. They did a uh, a good job on coverage. Well, they and, did. And what I tell you, every one of Sly's kickoffs, for the most part, went right. sailing You know, somewhere over near Bladensburg. Only two extra point attempts, mm-hmm. but he made them both. I would have, interestingly, for my own like self-satisfaction, would have loved to have seen what, what he would have done in a spot where he had to make the kick to give them the lead late. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. I, I'm thankful that it didn't happen. They won, whatever. Uh, much better to have Carson Wentz throw uh, the pass to Jahan Dots and all that. But um, to your, we talked about this during the offseason, Pete. I, I think you were a little bit more conservative based on what I remember. But I was like, you know what? If they average, like, if they, maybe they can average 26 or so. I think I, I, the number I used was 26 points a game. Now listen, 28 points, one game, not a big deal. You don't do averages after one game, right? But to the point, this defense is not good enough. This special teams I don't think is good enough. This league is too hard enough to average anything less than probably 25 to 26 points and expect to win 10-plus games. I mean, you need to do what they basically – I mean, they needed – I, they didn't need every single one of those points, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I mean, if Trevor Lawrence isn't as bad as he was yesterday, they would have th- needed all those. They points. would have scored at and least maybe 11 more. more points, maybe 14 points when you tally it all up, and they would have lost, and they would have given up 40, um, not 40 points, 30s. 35 plus points, yeah. and we would have been roasting Jack Del Rio like walnuts on a fire. Three one two three zero zero nine eighty. Stay right there. We'll get back to you. Jay Gruden next. He joins us right here at the top of the hour on the Team Nine Eighty, the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.